Welcome to Two Slices, a simple podcast with a couple of guys. I'm Sean. And I'm Roger. And we're here to serve you up our thoughts on what we're reading, what we're thinking, and what we're up to. Let's see where we go from here. Thanks for joining us for The Slice. All right, and we're back. How you doing, Sean? Doing good. Good to be back. It is good to be back. And can you believe this is episode number 10? Is it really? We have hit double, double digits. digits. All right. I'm telling Let's you. Let's go. We, you know, it's a milestone. Yeah. <laughs> 10, here we go. Yeah. Just about 10 weeks of stuff. So, so we are on our way toward 100. That's right. That's the next. That's the that's next right. milestone, man. We're ten percent away there. <laughs> We're now in double digits. And the next milestone is triple digits. So, <laughs> awesome. Well, hey, yeah, it's it's great to be back, and uh, yeah, it, it's been it's been a really uh, kind of fun journey that we've been going on. So, thanks for joining us, everyone. Yeah, absolutely. So, what what's been happening this week, Sean? You know, you and I were just connecting. You know, two seconds before we started here, uh, busy, just just super busy, super slammed. Like life, work, like family, just everything's kind of yeah. piled up this week. It was one of those weeks that uh, just piled up quicker than I thought. Um, fortunately, like like good things, no fires, right? right? Just just a lot of demand, you know. Up late at night working, early in the morning working, you know. And um, but but yeah, so we so we've been a little bit busy, and uh, we're going out of town here soon for a wedding. And um, it's kind of you get in prep mode, you right. know, a week or two ahead of time. Yes. So, yeah. Yes. So we're, we're we're you know we're doing good. We're doing good. Well, that's good, man. Same for me. It's just one of those crazy weeks where I was super busy. It was all really good stuff. Uh, we did a big project at our church, and it was a really good bonding experience for me and three or four of the other guys. So that was something about when you have to like labor together and, mm-hmm. and do things together. Yeah. And it's not a churchy thing, you know? It's just working together. I mean, you're doing physical labor. You're trying to complete a project. Right. You're trying to right? complete this project. And something about overcoming the obstacles and and the problems and, and working together and finding common solutions. It was just great. We I had a blast. I love doing that kind of stuff. That's so. awesome. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So Very so cool. on this slice this week, these two slices this week, got two things I want to talk to you about. All one right. of them, one of them is Lord of the Rings. Yeah, we, we should do a little Let's do a little up catch up about that because yeah. we've both been watching it. What are your impressions so far? Okay, so those of you guys who, don't, who are out there listening maybe for the first time, Roger and I talk about what we think in reading, watching, what we're up to. And we talked last week briefly about the Lord of the Rings Amazon series. Right. And so the Lord of the Rings, it's called the Rings of Power on yep. Amazon. It's this show that comes out once a week uh, on Fridays. And yeah. so the shows are released on Fridays and then uh, kind of available to watch. I'll just say this. So that's a little bit of a recap of what what in the world we're talking about for those of you who aren't quite as nerdy as, <laughs> as Roger and I. But uh, so what it is, it takes place before The Hobbit, and it takes place before The Lord of the Rings movies. Yeah. It takes place what's called like in the second like age. ages before. Like, yeah, like, like, uh, like, like over a thousand years Yeah, like before. way, way before. Yes. Way, way before. There's a couple common characters who are like semi-eternal beings. Right. Um, and anyway, so with this, here are my thoughts. Okay. It is really slow moving. Like yeah. it is shockingly slow moving. And I like long stories. I like kind of the macro stories that can be told. Right. But each episode is about 70 minutes. 
And I don't know how many I'm in. I think I'm five episodes. Are we five episodes in? By five the time? or six, yeah. By the time you guys listen to this, it'll be six episodes. I think it'll be yeah. out. So um, that's like, that's a long time. That's like, that's like seven hours. <laughs> and, and I feel like I'm waiting for something to happen. So for me personally, uh, after about three to four hours of what feels like a slow build, I'm really hoping there's some lot of payoff at the end of the season. Well, I, so Rachel and I watch it and we have to power through finishing right now. Right. Because we're just kind of like getting this. We're just kind of like the slow cook. It feels a little too slow for us, for me. So that you bring up a great point. So the, sh- the, the, the show started with kind of like really action packed, kicked oh, it in dude. gear. The first episode, I, I was mean, like, let's go. Bam, this is going to be amazing. Know, it's going to be great. But they have really kind of like kind of drilled down in. And if you don't really develop character and if you don't have some some investment in in individual stories, that pace can really lose you. Now now I will give them credit. That's how Tolkien wrote. If you read the fellowship, if you yeah, read totally. the Lord of the Rings or the Hobbit, very very it's detailed. That, it's that very detailed, mm-hmm. very meandering pace. But you would always get some really kind of a good story, a good song, or some good action in one of those meandering chapters, you know. And so that's how it's kind of meant to be. I'm about two episodes. I think I'm four episodes in. I think I'm a couple behind you. And um, I'm really, really enjoying the series as a whole. Okay. I, I, I was curious about what you said because I kind of felt like, are they going to ramp it up or not? You know, there's got to be a big payoff, man. Right. Exactly. But I don't know. I'm probably getting in trouble for saying this. But anyway, I'll say it anyway. <laughs> I have one major thing that I don't like about this series. And it's the way they treat the elves in this series. So if you read the books, if you watch Peter Jackson's um, series on, on, on the Lord of the Rings, not the Hobbit, the Lord of the Rings. So the elves are supposed to be the semi-eternal, almost ethereal, unworldly-like. Like almost angelic beings. Angelic type. beings that are on middle, in Middle Earth. Mm-hmm that you don't see unless they want you to see them. They can hide in plain daylight. They move unnaturally, you know, and they're really tall, real lanky. Like most most uh, female elves would be like in that 6'2", 6'3", range, okay. okay? The elves in this series are humans with pointy ears. Right. You know, and right. that's a little disappointing for me. Right. There's they they don't capture that, and it would be hard to do in a long format. I get you know, but and also Gladriel is like a thousand years old at this point. At this point in the story, okay. So she's not really a young girl. Mm. You know what I'm saying? So so that aside, I love the production value. I love the story. I love the dwarves. I love the thing they're building. I'm not trying to get into spoilers. The special but, effects know, are amazing. The special effects are amazing. Yeah. Love it. Yeah. But I'm just a little disappointed with how they handle the elves. I'm just being honest with you. you okay, know? that's fair. You know you know who's my favorite character by far is Doran. Yeah, the dwarf. The dwarf is oh, amazing. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm like, finally, a dwarf that's like, <laughs> like kind of likable since Gimli. But like, but honestly, I just like that. He's my favorite character. I think nice. he's really funny. Nice. I don't think that, I don't think it should, I, I just don't think it should take five hours to develop a character. It either kind of works within a 45 minute period or it doesn't. Right. M- most movies are two hours long. 
And so you can develop a character within 30, 40, 50 minutes and then fully tell their story as the movie progresses. And some catch it and some don't. Exactly. And that's totally fair. Yeah. And I'm at the point where I am so saturated in the slow narrative that <laughs> I think I think episode six comes out here. When I watch that, when when this airs, episode six will be out and we're going to try to watch it. I'm just really hoping there's something that's like keeps me coming. Because if, if not, if it's another slow build 70 minutes, yeah, so, I think I'm just going to bail and you're going to have to tell me how it is. So, so here's the deal. If you're going to do long format weekly show... You, and you're going to go 70 minutes. If you're going to 70, if, dude. If, if you're going to break, if you're going to break 50 minutes, so a typical one hour show is about 37 to 42 minutes. Okay. Okay. Because they build in for commercials on network TV. Okay. If you're going to do a long format and you're going to do anything over 50, 55 minutes, you got to have a traditional three act arc. You got to have a, a, a start, mm. a middle, and an end. Mm -hmm. You just can't meander for 70 minutes. In one and try to tell a story and keep people engaged. Yeah, I'm I'm with you. Yeah, I, I feel like totally. And yeah, maybe it's just me, but <laughs> Rachel and I, like I like at one point I started I forgot we were watching it and I started just doing something else, and she's like, "Are you watching this?" I was like, "Oh my gosh, no! I totally forgot. I'm so bored." And she's like, "I know, me too. It's gonna get better though, right?" I'm like, "I hope so," because. Even the super long, lengthy, extended cut Lord of the Rings is only like altogether like 12 hours. Right. This series is going to be like 10. Yeah. And I got nothing that I can hang my hat on and, that's like, whoa. And, and if you look at the three Lord of the Rings movies, there's three epic action sequences in each. There's no action sequence in each one. There are. There's incredible. multiple. Yeah, yeah. There's multiple things. Yes. So yeah. anyway, so, <laughs> you know, kind of we can we can get out of that. But but the Lord of the Rings, for those of you listening, it's really cool. And I'm kind of in the camp of, all right, let's let's do something awesome soon. Yeah. And if so, I think it'll be great. Now, we have one other thing. Let's shift gears. Yeah. I'm so excited. You have a big announcement. I do. I have a pretty I'm, big announcement. I'm so excited for this announcement that All right, you're about so, to make. All right, so, Roger, you know I've been talking with you offline and picking your brain about things. So, I recently purchased a smoker. Yes! Woo! So Come exciting. <laughs> so exciting. But, like, I yeah. will say that I don't know how to use the words right yet. So, <laughs> I'll be like, I'll be like I, told, uh, I told Rachel the other day, I was like, you know, today's a, today just feels like a really good day to smoke. And she's like... I, I, you know, I'm like, I'm talking about a smoker and she's like, wait, what are you talking about? I'm like, the smoker. And so, so we're, we're, I'm really excited about it. It's something I've wanted to do for a long time. Awesome. And, uh, yeah, getting so ramped give me, up. So give Can't me some wait. details about okay. the smoker that you got. So I went with, for those of you who are, uh, smoker enthusiasts out there, Roger, yeah. you are. Yeah, you, barbecue enthusiasts. So there's yeah. barbecuing, then there's smoking. There's smoking, barbecuing, yeah. and grilling. And grilling. And yeah. They're kind of three... Different art forms, yeah. but but the, if the, those three big circles do interchange each other a little bit, totally. Yeah. So smoking and barbecuing tend to kind of be a fine line, right? You know, um, but so I went with a drum. Okay. So it's a uh, Bronco uh, sm drum smoker. Nice. So nice. I, yeah, I went That's with the, awesome. the Bronco Pro drum smoker. And just cannot wait to get oh, it and start so it. And awesome. I won't get a nerd out because those of you who have never seen a drum smoker or are even interested in this. So all you got to do is imagine a 55-gallon drum that would yeah. store oil or kerosene right. That's or pretty something much what it looks it. like. It's one of those yep. that has a stack on the top and yep. some vents in the bottom and yep. has shelves and grates. And you're going to put some 
fire in the bottom, meat on top, cap it off and get it. It's probably got the thermostat built right onto it and all that. Yep, it has gasket, oh, yeah. so it really seals it. Nice. You know, around the, nice. Uh, around I the lid. I love it. Oh, dude, can't wait. So I bought... Uh, uh, some um, digital thermometers. Yep. And it's like, it's a, a must. It's a must. And so I got digital thermometers for everything, for both, and also for the internal. Do you measure, Roger? Let me ask you this. For when you when you uh, smoke your brisket, pull yes. pork, when, when you do your pork shoulders, when you do that, do you leave a, th- uh, a digital thermometer in? the actual smoker or do you rely on what your what your unit tells you does that make sense so yeah that's a great question if i'm cooking a, if i'm going to smoke a brisket i'm going to always have an an additional probe that attaches to a grate that mm-hmm. tells me my ambient temperature right beside that brisket yeah it tells you your smoker temperature yes. right and yeah, then one I, inside the yeah. brisket yeah and then and then i have one actually in the meat itself because i want to know okay like I use a pellet grill. I have a Rectech bullseye. It's kind of like a Weber. If you imagine a Weber 22 inch kettle, mm-hmm. that's the type of smoker I have, but it runs off pellets. Mm. And if I put it at 200 degrees, which is the low smoke mode, right? And and I put an, and, and set it there and I put a thermometer in there. My actual ambient temperature is anywhere from 250 to 285. So I have to know that I have to know because I made some early mistakes in smoking where I, I went just by the Rectech temperature. Yeah. And I kind of cooked hot and fast and it kind of wasn't, it didn't turn out as good as it could have. Yeah. Yeah. So I've learned, I've learned with that, you know. So yeah, well, that's exciting. Super, oh, yeah. I can't and wait. I've been, I've been watching YouTube tutorials like oh, crazy, yeah. getting, bo- like, yep. I can't wait. Just totally nerding <laughs> out on it. So I got, I have some, uh, some goals here. That's uh, of awesome. What wanna, of what I want to smoke. And you and... know what? You're going to have horror stories too. We've all of us, <laughs> dude. I literally one time, I the most expensive pork shoulder. I went to a I went to a boutique meat market here in Columbus, and it was like the most expensive pork shoulder <laughs> I've ever bought. I was so excited to smoke this thing, and I had not maintenance to my smoker properly and had some grease build up in the bottom from mm-hmm. some chickens I had done and mm-hmm. didn't really realize that. Mm-hmm. 35, 40 minutes in, I look over and my smoker temperature is 650 degrees. Oh. Uh, and, and I just hit, turned just it off oven. and it's just black smoke billowing out all around it. Ru- completely ruined <laughs> that, you know, ruined, done. <laughs> You know, I'm running off to Kroger when they open at 6 a.m. to get ribs to cook instead. <laughs> wow. So there's no recovery at that no, point. No recovery there's at no that recovery. point. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So you'll have those, you know, especially yeah. on longer cooks. But uh, that's exciting. I know. I got to get good. Uh, Rachel's super pumped. She's wanted me to get one for, like, she's super into it. Nice. So we're going to do a turkey. We're going to do oh. pork shoulder. We're going to oh. do brisket. The, 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 we're going to do wings. Anything anything it, on a pig, a cow, yeah. all of that can be smoked. You can put it right on that drum smoker. And, and, and this one, in the drum, the drum smoker, the grate can lower. So yes. it, it turns into a barbecue or a grill fairly yep. easily. Yeah, it probably has a deflector. Has to, a deflector to do indirect yep. heating and stuff. Yeah, dude, you can bake you can bake pies on them things, man. <laughs> okay, hold on. You, let me can, co- you can cook pizzas let on me. them on them. You, you'll what, the first time you cook a pizza on that drum, and it's cranking about seven hundred degrees, and you cook it on a stone. You'll never cook a pizza another way. 
I didn't even know I could get it to 700. Oh, dude. If I just crank up the charcoal. Just open the vent. All you got to do is open the vent uh, wide open on that sucker. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and open the vent <laughs> on the bottom and get the vent just going. Get that sucker up to 600 degrees. Oh, man. You'll be cooking and get, you a, good, get you a good stone. Oh, I'm telling you, man. I can't wait. So get we're going to have to have a pizza pill and some <laughs> to slide that sucker on there. I'm telling you, man. We'll get you hooked up. Oh, I can't wait. I'm super pumped. So very excited. Oh. And, uh, you know, we're, we we host a lot. Like, we have people there all the time. So now it's great because it's, like, another kind of feature that oh, we can do with, like, totally. having food that, we're like, we smoked. And anyway, super pumped about it. And so I'll be <laughs> – we more conversations will come on this podcast. Just forewarning. Just, just be prepared. You guys are going to hear some of my lessons, some of the things I did great, and some of the ways I just totally fumbled. But – uh, and we all been there. Really, really excited. And I'll and, probably have have them in the future. And, and like a lot of things, like a lot of like hobby type stuff, there's like a whole world out there. Like there's an entire universe of like smoker stuff. Like oh, yeah. everyone has their own two cents. There's yeah. you will not find anyone who agrees on everything yeah. from start to finish. And 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 here here is my just my simple piece of advice that I that I that worked for me. Everybody on these YouTube videos say you know, cook to certain doneness, cook to temperature, cook to like with the brisket, you go, go less by the temperature and more by the probe tenderness and stuff. And I knew that in mental comprehension, but I'm telling you, cook by recommended temperatures until you learn to cook by feel. That's the, that's the secret right Copy there. Yep. I, I cooked everything like I would do. I knew that at 196, a pork shoulder would start rendering all that fat out. So I knew 196 to 200, 202, my pork shoulder would be done. But then I learned there's a certain feel and a certain amount of bark and a certain amount, you know, same thing with the brisket. I used to wrap my brisket at 155 to 165 because that's when they said the stall was. Well, I learned if I actually cook it a little lower and push it to about 180, I get an awesome bark, mm. and then my last hour or two is just wrapped, you know. So, mm. so you learn after you do it enough times, but cook to temperature, and then learn the tenderness, the feel. Afterwards. Do you use chef paper, or just or foil? I, I both. Yeah, yeah. Some things I'll wrap in aluminum foil, and some things I wrap in butcher and like paper. Butcher paper. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I just went on Amazon, bought a whole roll of unwaxed pink butcher paper. Yeah, it's great. It's oh good man, stuff, I can't man. wait. Yeah, I can't wait. So very excited, <laughs> very, very pumped. I got to season it. I can't wait to do the first burn soon. And uh, yeah, more to come, it's but very excited. Very, very pumped. Yep. So I'm just curious, just kind of flipping the switch here. Yep. What, what, What's kind of been inspiring you this week? Is there anything you've been reading or something in the Word or something that's just kind of encouraged you this week, Sean? Yeah, what, actually. What have you been into? Yeah, so yesterday... I read about something um, I have being so busy this week and just pretty slammed. I haven't done a ton of like pleasure reading or, um, you know, kind of reading. I love biographies. I just read them all the time. So I haven't been able to do a lot of that. But um, but when I've been spending time in the Bible, I actually, there's this passage of scripture I read yesterday that really just had, a, I just had this moment with the Lord that began to kind of prepare me and I didn't mm. even know why I needed it. Okay. But uh, there's this passage of scripture in the book of John where Jesus is talking to uh, his disciples and he says, uh, I'm going to leave you with something that the world doesn't have. I'm going to leave you with peace. My peace is something that oh, the world yeah. the world doesn't have. Yeah. And it was something that I just kind of, 
that moment just brought me to that that place with the Lord of what is it how do I say this there is a peace available that one is incredibly hard to describe the Bible right. actually says it's it's yeah. really hard to it surpasses understanding um, so it's hard to describe but two it is it is transformational right to be able to go through storms, go through trials, go through problems. And in the midst of it, you're not going through it so that you can get peace. You're going through it with peace because he gives us something that the world cannot give. Yep. It, it, it does not exist outside of the presence of God. And it was just something that really, um, man, really, I, I just, I don't know. I'm having trouble even talking about it because it just brought me to this encounter with the Lord um, of this revelation of, oh, you know, no matter how busy it gets, no matter how challenging it gets, no matter how, so for instance, we're in an economic climate right now that we are, it's, we are going to start discovering very soon um, that we have been in a recession for probably about four months. Uh, different economists might say different things, but uh, we are going to begin to move into something that for a lot of people might look really scary and really concerning. It's just amazing because we have an opportunity um, to actually know this peace of God in the yeah. midst of it all. Yeah. Not when it's not when you get through it, but in the midst of it. And so uh, I'm just really marinating on that for like two days now is every day wake each of those kind of since then waking up and just beginning to start my day to what does it look like God to carry your peace today? Oh, that's so good, Sean. You know, I think about that passage in John that you're referring to, and, you know, forget about all the trappings of religion and church and all this stuff and, you know, what you see. There, there's a reality in God with this thing about peace. There, there, there's something that is, you know, it's I, you know, my wife loves me, right? And mm -hmm. I know she loves me. And anecdotally, I can't, I can't just say to you, well, Prove to me that your wife loves you. Well, I, I don't. I can't prove it to you by X, Y, and Z because yes, she does good things and this and that, and I try to do good things for her, but we also fight and we don't get along. So empirically, you can't weigh the evidence that mm -hmm. way. But there's a knowing, there's a connection between our love. Yeah, it's similar. You know, it's similar to the peace that we're talking about with the Father. Mm -hmm. You know. Yeah, I, I can't anecdotally say, well, you know, it will be X, Y, and Z, and this is how it always works. And I no, it's just a peace that comes upon you. And and I and and I have felt it in times of great loss with people who are very close to me, who people, you know, how do I say this? <laughs> you know, people react to storms of life, tragedy, events going on. Um, hardship, financial, just, you know, there's all kinds of stuff that's going to get up in your face and can, and can really be troublesome. And the Lord promises to give us a peace. And you know what? I can say that he does. I may not be able to prove it to somebody who's a skeptic, but I've walked, you know, there, there's an old saying that experience is better than an argument. Hmm. And so that's really kind of how, what you're talking about, in my opinion. Mm -hmm. I, I've experienced a peace that passes my ability to communicate it in human terms. Right. And it's it's just really cool, that passage, um, 
I can turn my phone on right now, but uh, yeah, in John fourteen, John I can 14. pull it up if you want to. If you want me to read, that'd be great. Yeah. That'd be great. Because I just love, I love, I love what it says, and um, you know, it's probably where we'll land here on this episode. But I just love what it says about it doesn't. He gives something that doesn't come from the world, no matter what you try to do. You know, sometimes like we talk about, you know, books and movies and things like that. None of them contain right. the the, yes. the the peace of the the peace of the Lord yeah. that actually penetrates into your heart to a place of contentment, yeah. regardless of circumstance. Yeah. L- let me read it real quick. I'll just read the verse 27. It's so cool. Jesus says to them, he's, he says, Peace I leave with you, my peace I give you. I do not give to you as the world gives. Do not, lo- do not let your hearts be troubled and do not be afraid. You know, and here, you know, if you want to set the stage here the disciples are like wondering what's going on. Jesus is talking about leaving us and going away. He's really predicting that he's going to go to a cross and die and be raised again the third day, and they can't even comprehend that. Their world's kind of shifting all around them. Yeah. And and he's like, listen, I, there's a peace that comes from the Father that you, it's okay. Don't yeah. don't be troubled here. Mm-hmm. It's gonna you know it, it'll be okay. Lean yeah. in, lean into God. Lean in here, and it'll be all right. You know, it's like here's here's Jesus revealing himself in a new way, right. where he is the the disciples are learning that he is slowly they're learning that he is the Messiah because he's throughout throughout Jesus throughout Jesus earthly ministry he kind of reveals that he kind of sprinkles it in in different <laughs> yeah, situations sure. and, right so he's like revealing there's this unveiling of of the God the Father through Jesus but also of Jesus being God's Son and the Messiah and uh, Savior they're about to learn that a little bit more right in this, in this context but now they're discovering that he is the Prince of Peace yeah and I think that that it's really um, it's so important that Jesus is not just your Lord, your Savior, your God, but He's actually your active Prince of Peace. Yeah, that He's 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 not someone that um, kind of sets the world in motion and hopes it works out well. He actually is the one that gives you something that the world can never give you. Absolutely, and it's so transformational. Having peace in your circumstance where your kid's going crazy, having peace when your coworker is, um, you know, cussing you out, having peace where. You have a client that is complaining to you. Having peace where you don't know how a bill is going to be paid. Having peace where, what does my future look like? I've been trying really hard. I've been waiting for that spouse. I've been waiting for that promotion. In the midst of all those things, Jesus actually says, I will be your Prince of Peace. <laughs> and I think that's a powerful opportunity so when when things around us are shaking or quaking a little bit. That's where that's where we have to. We either know him as Prince of Peace, or right. we're about. He's about to reveal himself to us as Prince of Peace. Mm. And you know, it's like, um, okay, so this is kind of a funny story, but people have different um, um, preferences of temperature. So, right. Roger, you and I, we're, we we like it cold. Absolutely. And and I'm not apologizing for that. It nope. is the greatest thing in the world to have nope. a nice cool. Right now we're in a, a sound studio in a basement and I love the temperature. Yep. It, some people would walk in and they'd be like it's freezing. They be like <laughs> it's so cold. You know, they you know, so some to some people 67 degrees is heaven on earth and others it is a nightmare of coldness, right? Right. So so to the one they're happy to the other they're not. And and why am I bringing that up? Because you know, you can have two people in the same circumstance that are experiencing it really differently. 
that that one is going to be encountering that peace that's available and they're going to turn their affections, they're going to turn their heart to that Prince of Peace and begin to encounter him as the Prince of Peace. And the other, they're going to try, and we've all been there on both sides of this, you're going to try to do your best. You're going to try to solve every problem yourself. You're going to try to kind of um, uh, have hope that one day you'll have peace when things settle versus having peace in the middle of that storm mm. that you're in. So, Sean, let me ask you this, because I'm thinking about my father and how watching him as I grew up and watching my parents navigate decisions they had to make in life, I, I would hear my father say all the time, well, I, I just don't have peace about that yet, you know? Mm -hmm. And I never understood that till I got a little older, right? And I had to start navigating some waters and stuff, but... It's so wow. important to find a place of peace, but so, but let's define that peace if we can just a little bit, because, you know, how do you know, how do you separate between being anxious and because the Bible says be anxious for nothing, right? Don't, right. don't, 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 don't be, don't, don't be, get into, how do you separate maybe anxiety trying to come in and cloud a situation mm -hmm. And peace, you know, mm -hmm. or, you know, you know, cause sometimes you might have to persevere and push through a situation, yeah. you know, instead of just being stationary and wait until you have peace about it. Yeah. I, I guess I'm just trying to flip it to the other side and say, how do you counsel somebody that way? W what would you say to them about being the difference between being anxious and also pushing through, but yet making sure you have peace about something? No, it's, it's a great question. So Anxiety is an attack on your emotions and, and, and peace is a gift to your, to your heart. So anxiety is an attack on emotions, meaning, um, you know, we read that in the Bible, you know, cast all of your anxieties on, on the Lord, cast yep. all of your anxieties all, all your on cares, God because it, he cares yeah. for you. Yeah. Meaning we're not built to carry anxiety. We're actually, we're actually not like, like we're not called to carry a health, quote unquote, a healthy amount of anxiety. We're actually not called to carry anxiety. We're called to give that anxiety to the Lord, meaning, God, this is too much for me to bear. I'm just, I'm, I'm stressed out about this. So Lord, I'm just going to cast this out on you. It takes time, right? But, but you yeah, learn no, how, yeah. you learn how to do that. You learn how to really, it's called relationship with God. Like it really is like you learn to, he wants, he wants your burdens. Right. He actually wants them. He, right. He's asking you for them. So, so meaning if something comes up and I've heard that a lot too, and I think it's a great, it's a great uh, litmus test or kind of, you know, trail to follow is where is peace leading me? Where, where, where is the peace of the Lord? And, um, I think that external circumstances, um, when you're following the peace of the Lord on your life, external circumstances are just not able to get in and shake up your emotional world right. as easily. Yeah. I, so like Jesus, like, you know, you know, very famous story, you know, the disciples are in a boat because Jesus said, go across the waters and I'll meet <laughs> you over there. And, you know, the disciples have run into the storm and um, in, in two different accounts. One, Jesus walks on the water and calms the storm. And the other, there's another account where he's in the boat and the waters are going crazy and Jesus is resting. And they're like, how can you sleep when right. everything, let's, right. let's contextualize it. How can you, how can you, how can you rest when everything is crazy, when everything's chaotic? Because his inner world wasn't full of chaos. His inner world wasn't full of anxiety and stress. It was actually full of the presence of the Holy Spirit. It was full of the presence of God. So that's just the context for 
the answer would be, um, you know, casting your anxieties in the Lord actually develops our relationship with Him. So, so would you say then, a way to find that peace that is available for the Lord, if you're feeling stressed, anxious, um, you're you're upset, um, all of those emotional cues that uh, make you not be able to focus. Not be able to find. Maybe that's a, a a a whistle or a red red flag to say, okay, I haven't given this to the Lord. Yeah, right. I I, yeah. I haven't put You're this losing on the sleep. Lord. I, I'm losing yeah. sleep. All this stuff. Hey, this is I'm not meant to carry this. Right. You know, Jesus said, "My burden is easy and my yoke is light," and that means you're going through something, but mm-hmm. you got to yoke up. You got to connect to the Lord. You got to yeah. let Him carry this thing, right? Yeah, yeah. You know, and so maybe that's a maybe if you're going through that situation. I, at least this is what I have done. When my wife and I just don't have peace and anxiety and stress and all this starts to get involved and we're not sleeping and then you get physically sick. I mean, it can it can snowball into. Right. To where your life is a wreck. Right, and you're trying to force something. And you're trying to force something. Mm-hmm. You can't see a clear answer. Right, right. That's when you have to stop and put your eyes on Jesus. Yeah. That's when you have to stop and say, I haven't given this to the Lord. Yeah. And maybe you've never done that in your whole life. Maybe your whole life you've just found other ways to either plow through or plow it under, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. But maybe maybe this is an opportunity for you to just, just be honest with the Lord and say, Lord, you're supposed to carry this. I'm just going to put this on you. Yeah. You've got to ha- you've got to take care of this. And when you make that shift, then I find that peace will settle and how many times the way becomes so clear at that point. It's amazing. <laughs> well, you know, and and who there's a job description of steal, kill and destroy, and then there's a job description of life and life more abundantly. Yeah. So sometimes we just have to take a step back and remember there's just two kingdoms, the kingdom of light and kingdom of darkness. Yeah. And and you know what? The, the one that's causing, that's taking life from me, stress, anxiety, internal disorder, I know that that's not authored by the king of light right. that has life more abundantly. Right. So sometimes just also remember there's, there is, there's a, you have an enemy to your soul that's on the field battling against you at times. And sometimes we just have to remember that like, oh, wow, this isn't even a me issue. This feels like spiritual warfare. Like it feels like an right. attack, an assault. It's just like, I, yeah. I feel assaulted. Yeah internally by this decision yep. when you feel internally assaulted that's called anxiety and so so you know i have a friend or you know someone who is a worship leader um and uh you know he does amazing worship events and uh just really had a pretty breakthrough moment about a week ago um was able to lead worship and, and in an area that uh, public area that would normally never allow that to occur. And lots of people came, like hundreds and hundreds of people. Right. And then the next week, you know, uh, his kid was in the ER, right? Like immediately his kid right. was in the ER. Well, we don't have to, you don't overthink the room. Sometimes when I'm feeling that anxiety, don't tell yourself that is the that is just being human. There's actually an enemy to our soul. Come on. That wants to push that 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 stuff in our hearts. And sometimes we just have to recognize that, oh, no, that's not, okay, cool. That's not even me. That's something else even externally coming at right. me. When a, when a molehill becomes a mountain, there might be something else driving that. Yep. And, and so I say that because, you know, I, I just, to me, that always is the, the okay, cool, that litmus test. Now I'm going to turn my affections back to the Lord. Lord, I'm so sorry for partnering with anxiety. I'm so sorry for for partnering with worry and allowing it to rob me of sleep and what, what, what am I doing? 
I'm just getting rid of that stuff and yeah. just resetting my heart, resetting the board. Yeah. And now I'm going to begin to encounter the Prince of Peace. Although the external circumstances you might be working through haven't changed a lick, but right. now you have peace to navigate it. So, yeah. yeah. And, and, and the way will often become, start to, the pathway will start to develop right there. It's amazing. Yeah, absolutely. So following the way of peace, it's really interesting. You're like following the way of peace is, is, a, is a lot of following the Prince of Peace. You're actually following his breadcrumbs through the journey. And I think peace is a really powerful marker of, of where God's leading us. That's so good. So good. I love it. Talking about peace and, and how to navigate the storms of life. Sean, we're out of time, my friend. Well, it's been awesome. It's yeah, been it's a another, fun one. Another fun one. I'm enjoying it. I, I, I'm enjoying it when we when we just kind of come in and say, Lord, what do you want to do say today? And we just kind of share our hearts. And I enjoy I I enjoyed the first half of this podcast where we were talking about Lord of the Rings and come smoking on. meat. Yes. And you know what? I love the second half of this podcast. Yeah. When we were talking about the goodness of the Lord. Yeah. You know, it don't have to be it I'm telling you, serving the Lord can be a whole lot easier than we've made it. Yeah, and I just want to encourage people listening, right where you are, you can have an encounter with the Lord. Absolutely. Whether it's this moment that you're listening to this, when you stop listening to this and you know you keep driving or you you keep going about your day, there's something powerful. There's a reality that's true, which is uh, just like that two people can respond very differently to what appears to be the same circumstance. Uh, a heart that is... That is uh, turn towards, meaning even just seeking in your heart. Like I just, it doesn't have to be religious. doesn't have to be, um, in a church. Of course, like it can just be someone yeah. that just turns your heart to the Lord in that moment, you might encounter the Prince of peace and that peace. When you're marked by peace, you, you are changed. You are changed. The absence of peace is not worth living for. The presence no, of it peace is, not. is the most addictive thing that, 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 that there is when it comes to, uh, the way that it can change your internal world and help you navigate <laughs> impossible it. circumstances. I love it. Well, we have cooked, cut, and ate our two slices this week, my yeah, friend. Yeah, well, hopefully next time we come uh, on, we'll see. I can maybe have some brisket stories. I, I don't know. I I'm have... jumping in with both feet on this, by the way, man. Oh, my gosh. I mean, I'm, I'm jumping in both feet, so I already got some plans for the first one. Next time we do it, <laughs> if we do, I will definitely uh, keep you guys updated on it if you're, if you're even remotely interested in it, but uh, I'm so excited. Or so. if you have any smoking tips, barbecue yeah. tips, hit up our social yeah. media. We're everywhere, Two Slices Podcast. I want to learn. I want to know. Yep. Just, just reach out to us, and or if something we say has inspired you or changed you, in a, you know, and turned your heart to the Lord in a way, let us know. We'd love to hear it. That's going to wrap it up, Sean. All right, for this episode of Two Slices. All right, see you next week. <laughs>